I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. in a fifth generational conflict. A commentator, international social media sensation, and former Navy intelligence veteran. This is Human Events with your host, Jack Posobiec. Deliver us from Is evil. it possible to pass Ukraine aid if it's not tied to Israel? I just think that's a mistake. Luckily, uh, you have the ability in Congress to say the president does not write policy legislation or hold the purse strings in that way. So in Congress, we get to originate that bill however we want. Uh, I think absolutely it will be separated. Really what Barack Obama and Joe Biden both have done for almost 11 years now is abject appeasement of Iran. It's their ideological commitment to elevate Iran, to atone for what they think are America's sins against Iran. I am a candidate officially. Uh, we put out a notice telling the American people and my colleagues that I've thrown my hat in the ring to run for Speaker of the House. There's growing concern in Washington about a wider war starting in the Middle East. The U.S. has already sent warships and troops to the region and is now deploying more air defense missile batteries. The body of a Hamas terrorist who was killed in the deadly attack on Israel. The plans stored on a thumb drive included diagrams for building a device using deadly cyanide. We are concerned at the, the possibility of uh, Iranian proxies escalating their attacks against our own personnel, uh, our own people. Um, we're taking every measure to make sure that we can defend them and, if necessary, respond decisively. The New Yorker is reporting senior Israeli officials are warning the U.S. to expect a war that could last as long as 10 years. If Hezbollah decides to enter the war, it will miss the second Lebanon war. It will make the mistake of its life. We will cripple it with a force it cannot even imagine. And the meaning for Hezbollah and for the state of Lebanon will be devastating. Today's edition of Human Events Daily Live, Washington, D.C. Jack Posobiec. Today is October 23rd, 2023, Anno Domini. So was it worth it? Here's my message for the neocons, the left, the libs, the never-Trumpers. Was it worth it, guys? You see, you had all the peace you wanted in the world. You had prosperity. We had all the things that we claim that we want, we claim that we're fighting for constantly, and yet, you threw it all away. You threw it all away because you were too offended by mean tweets. Well, here's a question. How many people's lives would have been saved in Europe, with the Ukraine war, in the Middle East, with this latest flare-up between Israel and the Palestinians? How many people would be alive today if Trump was still in office? And people say, oh, Posa, how dare you? How dare you say that? How dare you say something like that? Well, somebody has to say it. Somebody has to be willing to come out and tell the hard truths. When Donald Trump was president, the world was not like this. 
We were moving towards peace. We were moving towards people actually finding a way to work through conflicts, to make deals. But now, like you gotta understand, this is the base reality of how the world is because this is the base reality of human nature. Man has fallen. We are fallen, we are sinful, we are greedy, we are envious, and thus we become warlike. It takes a leader to lead us out of that kind of mentality because someone will attack and say, and then your response is, I have, to, I have to attack 10 times harder. And then it just keeps going and it spirals out of control and nobody ever stops it. Why? Partially out of bloodlust, partially out of anger, tribal conflict, ethnic conflict. This is normal. This is baseline humanity. But we had a president in this country who was working with partners all around the world carrot and stick methods to keep the peace. So as you watch the horrific videos that come out of these war zones and these conflicts, just remember, just remember, you voted for this. You asked for this. You got people like Alyssa Milano out there who were saying, vote blue and the world will embrace peace. Vote blue, just vote blue, and we'll, the power of love will wash over the world. They actually think they can make us into new people. Well, here's the problem. You can't change immutable human nature. Hobbes always wins in the end. And so instead, you have to deal with humanity as it is. You have to deal with the world as it is. You have to deal with people as they are. So go ahead and give yourselves a round of applause. Never Trumpers, to the neocons, the far left, the libs. Be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it. Cash Patel joins us next as today's episode of Human Events Daily continues. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best ways that you can support us here at Human Events and the work that we do is subscribing to us on our Rumble channel. Make sure you're subscribed, you hit the notifications so you'll never miss a clip, you'll never miss a new live episode and we're putting them out every single day of the week. When I grew up in the hood, I rolled with bloods and then boys had a saying. You can't be listening to all that slappy whack, trim out his eyelids, a bam ship, nippy bam bam, like human events with Jack Posobiec. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back human events daily, Jack Posobiec, Washington, D.C. And I'll tell you, folks, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, I mean they are the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show. That's why Human Events Daily is proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks in the country, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, and the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com poso and get free activation when you use, of course, the promo code is POSO. 
Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. That's PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. want to bring in now Cash Patel. We've been discussing this. We've been discussing it offline. You know, Cash, we're, we're finally starting to see some people, you know, it's, it's like the, the, uh, the scales are falling from their eyes to come around and say, and I will say for some, not all, some not all, but this is my thesis. My thesis has been that there's this sort of alliance that go, that's going on between the never Trumpers. And we know these, this is like the huge pro-war neocon crowd, largely your Kinzingers, that's your Liz Cheney's. But then you've got an alliance between them and the far left. You saw them uh, conduct the entire, both impeachments, basically. Then you saw the same group of people come in and get entirely behind uh, the January 6th conspiracy. Now, all of them, of course, are pushing for more war. They're saying, we need this. Give us the money so we can have more of the same problems that we created in the first place. Cash, number one, do you think my thesis is accurate when it comes to that? And then number two, are we starting to see some breaks? Are people starting to see this this scam and this con for what it is? I think it's a combination of, of things that you just described are coming together at sort of this inflection point, this confluence, I should say, rather than inflection point. Inflection points require people to be smart. Um, and most of the people you described aren't. They're just evil. So when no, you I bring this Adam Kinzinger, so. <laughs> when you bring this machine together, you're talking about the Cheney's and the Kitzinger. It's not a Republican or Democrat thing. And one of the things I no. stress in my book, Government Gangsters, it's, it's an industrial complex lobbyist thing. The military industrial complex, it's no surprise that Liz Cheney, whose father brought us into war in Iraq and then made billions and billions of dollars of Halliburton, is now saying she's going to maybe run for president against Donald Trump after being jettisoned from the Republican Party. Um, it just goes to show you that these people don't care about their quote-unquote conservative values. They just care about screwing over Donald Trump and making money. And when you have that amount of money going into Washington, D.C., through the defense industrial complex to every Democrat and Republican. That's why you have people standing up saying, oh, we need another 150 billion for Ukraine. No, we don't. We need 150 billion for our southern border so that terrorists from Iran, Hezbollah and Hamas don't come in now that they're already here and conduct terrorist operations in America. It's all coming together. And when you have reporters like we were just talking, Barry Weiss of the New York Times, who's actually fired from the New York Times, hilarious, but a mega Trump hater finally came out and said the truth, which is what we all knew. The Trump policies worked. You might not like the mean tweets and the messenger, but there is no question that his border programs work. There's no question that he took out terrorists and Al-Qaeda and ISIS. There's no question that he brought American hostages home and that he took on the CCP, Russia and Iran and killed the Mexican drug cartels. All of that happened. And now none of that is happening. And what the unit party wants to do is retake over that branding message and say it was insufficient somehow because Donald Trump did it, so elect me. Enter Liz Cheney. Well, that's exactly right. So we're seeing, we're sitting here, we're watching this situation play out in real time where there are people, and here's what I'll say. 
Here's what I'll say at least to this. And what's that guy, Chamath? He's on the, the All In podcast. You're seeing like yeah. Elon, Elon Musk, by the way. I love watching Elon on, on X because he's coming so close. He'll say, you know, this was better under Trump and this was better under Trump. But he won't. And, and for the life of me, though, it's Elon. And I say this to all these guys. Guys, just say it. Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, whoever. Just say Trump 2024. It's so easy. It rolls right off the tongue. All you got to do is say it because what's the point of complaining about these things if you're not willing to help the one guy who's actually situated to do something about it? I'm not saying you have to endorse every single thing about the man or his life. What I'm saying is, do you actually want to fix the problem or do you just want to complain? Now, what they have in common is the same thing that the defense industrial complex and the lobbyists have in common, which is why they won't go in for Trump money. If they go out and publicly support Donald Trump, Elon Musk, right, and other folks, they will be at the forefront of a media digital campaign war against them and their companies to gut their policies and their money from the woke left and the mainstream mafia. And so that's why they won't say it. They are conservatives. They are moderate conservatives, just like Donald Trump is. They want all the things Donald Trump and we succeeded in his first administration to come back. But they're so greedy that they want it and they want the money in their coffers for Tesla, for SpaceX, for everything else they're working on, for all their other sponsors and everybody else that they're in bed with in the defense industrial complex to come true at the same time, which is why they're dancing on that thread. And I think Americans are actually getting tired of it. I think Americans are starting to see through the fact that Elon Musk is not here to save the world. Elon Musk is to go on to be the biggest, richest, most infamous guy on planet Earth. That's what he wants to do. He will be Trump's best friend one day and his enemy the next, so long as it increases his bank account by 10 digits of zeros. And you are seeing the application, or I should say, the consequences of that type of action because so many people used to look up to Elon, and now I think they're starting to see through his facade and say, oh, wait a second, um, you're the guy that hired all these corrupt government gangsters from the FBI to run Twitter. And then you didn't even know you hired them to be your general counsel. And then you took the same law firm that gave us Russiagate and Perkins Coie and had them be your lawyers at Twitter when you bought them and said, no, they're not here. And then I showed you there were six lawsuits where they were representing you. I mean, these guys say they're the smartest people in the world, and I'm not saying they're not very intelligent, but they're also, to me, some of the most corrupt. And and this is what's so strange to me. And it's 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 because I feel like, Cash, that these people, that they do understand the problem, right? I think they really do. I think deep down, they understand what's going mm -hmm. on, but they're worried about losing, I don't know, social cachet. They're worried about losing yeah. clout. They're worried about where they stand. They'll come out and say, oh, I want to, you know, you get all these actors. I want to ceasefire, Israel-Palestine. I don't want to don't want to get involved. It's too messy. You don't want to come down one side or the other. And it's like, all right, you know, if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> if we're getting politics from actors, you know, the Roman Empire, by the way, at some points actually banned actors from the city of Rome itself because that's how low yeah. they were on the totem pole. And I feel like that's just one of the things that, <laughs> that's one of the many, many things that Rome got exactly right. Uh, uh, the, they're they're like one step above the, the the just the lowest in society, and they should always be kept there. But at the same time, I do worry that there are people like Elon and like others that actually know the truth, that know the right answer, but want to sit on their hands. And this, of course, is why you see the regime going after any 
anybody who raises their hand and says, I support Donald Trump because they want to stop. Look at the, look at the way they go after Peter Thiel, right? Probably one of the most prominent people from Silicon Valley to come out and support Trump in 16. And look at the way it's just body blow after body blow on Thiel since then because of that. And even on you know, Cashew and I aren't, you know, donating millions of dollars, but even on those levels, they'll come after me, they'll go after your book. It doesn't matter, right? Because the cruelty is the point, isn't it? Well, that's it. It's the punishment. And they think when they publicize that punishment, well, whether it's against me or you or other folks that you've described, they think they're winning. They think they're winning for the American public. And what you see now is the disastrous consequence of their reality. They have lost for the American public. You are seeing 50,000 people in downtown L.A. cheering on Palestinian Muslim Brotherhood. You are seeing a world war break out in Israel because you made winning uh in the media more important than winning for national security. You told Joe Biden to go out there and campaign on behalf of BLM and other corrupt organizations and other racist efforts. You told him it was more important for Joe Biden to go out there and quote unquote be diplomatic on the world stage. And instead of taking Israel's side 100%, that somehow we had to take into consideration what Hamas, a foreign terrorist organization was doing as he referred to them, the other team. No, Joe, they're not the other team. They are terrorists. America has labeled them a foreign terrorist organization. Stop treating them like some sign of adult brigade. They are killing Americans and our allies and have taken Americans hostages. And this is a cause. This is sort of the continuous degradation of American national security by intentional decisions to prioritize things about winning climate change, the setting sun and the rising seas instead of protecting our southern border, killing the cartel and taking out the world's number one state sponsor of terror in Iran. And you see this cataclysmic collision of events and make no mistake about it. The United States didn't miss. The Israeli Defense Force didn't miss. They were taken over by the woke mob and they bent the knee to them in the media and they issued BS policies that have brought us directly to this point in time. And now they are begging for Donald Trump to be back in power. Cash, you wrote a great piece, and we're coming up on a break right now uh, about all of this, the prioritization framework. Uh, when when I saw it this morning, I, I was like, I saw the acronym NIPIF, and I was like, oh man, I haven't looked at that in years. It gave me PTSD. <laughs> but yes, the National Intelligence Prioritization Framework, we're going to get into that and so much more in the next segment with Cash, because people need to understand this prioritization framework that's how the money in dc gets doled out there's only one pot but who fights for it who gets the most who gets the beggars scraps at the end do you want to sit at the kitty table or do you want to sit at the big boys table around here we're done with the kitty table joe biden can fall asleep there hey you know they talk about influencers these are influencers and uh, they're friends of mine Jack Pasovic, where's Jack? Jack, he's done a great job. All right, Jack Pasovic back live here, Human Events Daily. Got a question for you. Are you tired of progressive corporations, exhausted from trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to go shopping? Progressive corporate America continues to push woke messaging that alienates conservative Americans and erodes our American dream. And guess what? You see it everywhere. 
Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. And corporations like Disney promoting gender ideology when all you want is to take your kid to a movie. Thankfully, we don't have to spend our hard-earned dollars to fund these companies anymore. With Public Square, we now have a solution. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsquare.com. Public Square is an app and a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy groceries, find new athletic clothing that, you know, knows what a woman is, shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, Public Square is your reference. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsquare.com, publicsq.com. All right, we're back up with Cash Patel. Cash, something that you and I, by the way, have been talking about offline, and I, I mentioned this uh, last week in an interview was that what we're now seeing, because the Biden administration and really the collective West have gone so far, uh, have just fallen so far when it comes to prioritization of these, these situations, that number one, they're actually escalating tensions almost in search of a World War III to kick off. But what are we also seeing? We're seeing the BRICS nations get involved to try to broker a new deal with many of these same areas. And I know I was talking about that all last week. What do we see this morning? Oh, the foreign minister of Russia lands where? <laughs> in Tehran. So the foreign minister of, of Russia goes to Tehran. They're talking about the Armenian situation. They're talking about many situations that are going on in the Middle East right now. Suddenly you're seeing the strengthening of, look, the world is turning east. I don't know how else to put it. The world is turning east and Biden is, is kind of like the jilted lover who's trying to go and slash their tires because they're turning away from him. I didn't know I was going to be making that analogy today, but Cash, here we are. <laughs> and look, it's not by accident. This is by years of design. When these world leaders, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin and company, saw that Donald Trump was exiting the White House, they started preparing not just their war machine and intelligence apparatus, but their diplomatic machines to use their pocketbooks to convey a message to the rest of the world that a new world order is coming. And here it is. You have the heads of the Russian and CCP governments kicking Joe Biden essentially below the waist and saying, oh, yeah, we, we had a meeting with you in Israel, but we're canceling it. That's the status that the United States of America has. You have the secretary of state supposedly meeting with MBS, the leader of our one of our biggest allies in the world in Saudi Arabia, for five hours only to be canceled. That is the status of how America is viewed by our allies and our enemies. And this position was arrived at because these individuals have gotten together, CCP, Iran, Russia, the Middle East, to neuter America's dominance on the world stage. And there's nobody to fill it. It's not like the UK or France is coming to the rescue and certainly not blackface racist Trudeau in Canada. And they were riding American coattails for Western dominance for far too long. And what you see now is World War Three, World War Four, 
and you see the results of the CCP expansion around the African continent, around global uh, places of power in Southeast Asia. And when we highlighted these issues during the Trump administration, the mainstream media laughed at us. Why are you focusing on the CCP and what they're doing with Russia and Africa? Well, now you know it. And all you people that want your electric volt car batteries yesterday, do you know where that stuff is made in? Do you have ever heard of a thing called a blood diamond? Well, you guys are the modern day purveyors of blood batteries. And you don't care anymore because you just want to plug your car in and ride away into the sunset. But the reality is you are funding these regimes that have taken over and are going after our interests collectively, going after our children with the drug trade and going after the security of our nation. And you're helping them. And you think still to this day, Nope, it's Donald Trump's fault. Joe Biden is doing the greatest thing he can. When just today on the South Lawn, you have John Kirby come out and admit, or not, actually not admit, say publicly, he thinks there's going to be no escalation in the Middle East. Now, Cash, walk us through this piece that you put up. Um, we, we talked about the NIPIF before. Uh, you and <laughs> I know what that is. What is the NIPIF? Why does this matter when it comes to prioritization of, and I keep pointing this out, this is the money. This is how DC and inside the IC, this is how you fight over the money. Yeah, and look, I'm happy to announce part two of that um, op-ed is releasing tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to bring in the Iranian infiltration component of this whole, um, what I think is a plan by Iran, the CCP and Russia. But from the stateside perspective, you and I as former Intel guys know, if the boss says, look at Iran, we look at Iran. If the boss says, you know, you have to look at the oceans and the setting sun, even though we might disagree with him, we agree with the constitution and the chain of command, and that's where we look. And that's the difference. Trump prioritized terrorists, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, drug cartels, the Russians, the Iranians, the CCP. Those were top tier priorities. And they told our intelligence community, our defense apparatus, that's who we're targeting. Joe Biden comes in and says the existential threat of our time and the number one intelligence and defense priority of the IC and the Defense Department is global warming. So you have all these men and women who were collecting against actual threats now looking at the setting sun and the rising tides. And what you have here is not a miss. It's an intentional decision that was compounded and confirmed by John Kirby just two weeks ago on the lawn of the uh, White House, where he said, President Biden still believes the existential threat of our time is global warming. After two world wars have launched on their watch, they still think this is the importance. And so this is why the IDF and us not missed it. We were told not to look for it because other priorities in the woke mainstream mafia were more important for headline purposes than doing the job of the American people. And that's why you have individuals like Barry Weiss, the New York Times leftist, coming in and finally saying, what everyone has known all along to be true, that the Trump national security policy was the best of any presidency we've ever seen, and Joe Biden is the worst. And you literally had peace in the Middle East. We ended four world wars. We had the drug trade down to the lowest portions in human history, and we had killed 97% of al-Qaeda senior leadership and ISIS emirs. That was a new world order. And this thing under Joe Biden, I don't know what you call it, but it is going to lead us down a road where we lose our constitutional republic if we don't replace it. 
No, these these leftists, these neocons, these oxygen thieves, they're absolute oxygen thieves sitting up there like talking about, oh, it's 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 the priority of climate change, which, by the way, how's Greta Thunberg working out for you right now uh, after she comes <laughs> out completely against, you know, everything that um, that the U.S. government is, is pushing. And with her, by the way, I don't think that she meant the octopus in, an, you know, an anti-Semitic secret code. I think that was yeah. the long story. But there are actually, Cash, do you even know about this one, that there are people who say that that Greta Thunberg had a little blue octopus because she, uh. because it was a secret anti-Semitic code that she wanted yeah, to put right. up. And I'm like... Guys, I I think you're trying a little too hard. Like, just just how about yeah. we just focus on what she actually said? Let's not worry about the stuffed animals in the room. Or, right. Like, are are the stuffed animals in the room right now? Are the stuffed animals? I think there's a. But again, this is the type of people that we're dealing with. They will focus mm-hmm. on something like that rather than look at the glaring incompetence staring us at, at us in the face. And what people have to understand, this nipif. I remember when when I was in the IC, and of course, you know, I'm on the Navy Intel side, so we're always fighting for Navy to get in there, and I was a China guy, so of course, I want China to be top of the heap when I'm looking at this. Look, you were never going to be, in those days, by the way, as, and then even especially under Trump, you were never going to see anything above counterterrorism, ever. It was just understood. They were going to be number one. That was the fast lane. They got the vast majority of, and, and this is the key. When you are a NIPIF one, that means that's the resources. That is the money spigot. So the money spigot is going directly into your coffers, and then that funds any analysis or any analyst that you've got in any uh, officer, if you've got any agency, any department of the of the entire IC, all the 17 intel agencies that we have um, that are in many cases just sort of duplicating work, but that's another conversation, um, that they get the most money. And then in ca- in other cases, by the way, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, Cash, what will people do? If they see something is put as NIPIF 1, they want more access to funding, so guess what they're going to do? They're going to go out and hire people to look at climate change because they know that th- it's just like any other major company that anybody works for, right? Let's distill some of this, you know, the mystery behind this. When you You guys know that when the CEO puts out something, and then it says, I'm going to put all the funding behind this. What do you do? Everybody turns to, right, turn to, and you're going to put all of your personnel. You're going to put your research. Say, oh, yeah, of course I do that. Fund my department. I do that. Fund my department. And then when the funding comes in, you get yourself a nice little padded bonus. Everything's great. And, hey, I, I serve the boss. I follow the orders. That's what I did. This is why it's so important to have someone at the top that actually understands what the real priorities are. And by the way, Cash, for the record, when I was in, especially under Obama, you know where China was on that that list? We were lucky if China even made it on the list. That's yeah, right. how far down it was. No, and you're right. And 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 the example from the Trump administration about putting national security, actual national security at the top of the heap, at the top of the nip of, to make sure our DOD and Intel collect on top priorities – also exemplified to me that we can do two things at once. We could prioritize counterterrorism, but at the same time, I don't think anyone ran harder at the CCP than Donald Trump, both publicly and in terms of intelligence. He tariffed them to no end. He suffocated the yuan when they were trying to do a currency manipulation across the world. He made sure that when China went around the world and said, we're going to do debt equity swaps, we're going to come in and save your countries and buy up all this land, that they weren't able to actually fund it. And this is a multilateral effort that worked, and now we're seeing a multilateral effort that simply fails. Coming up on a break, Cash Patel continues with us. We're showing you how the sausage is made in Washington. 
Trump versus Biden. Someone who brings peace versus someone who has brought war. Stop buzzing in my ear about the boring people at your office. I'm trying to listen to the new human events with Jack Pozobic. All right, Jack Pozobic back live. Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. We're in discussions with Cash Patel. Uh, we both have an Intel background here. Cash, this remain. This has to be said, and I think people need, need to know about this, that when we're talking about the problems that we face, the national security, look, I could talk all day about the USS Ford, and I have been talking about this. Uh, they're currently steaming south in the Mediterranean, just off of the coast of Cyprus. They're getting closer to Israel. They're within within missile range of the hyper of Russia's hypersonics. They're w- starting to come within range of Iran's drones. And by the way, where do people think that uh, that Ukraine got the idea for these naval drones, these naval kamikaze drones? All right, guess what? You're going to see. I'm just going to say with a certainty the United States Navy will be facing kamikaze naval drones from Hezbollah once they get off the coast of Lebanon. That is just a certainty. The only question is whether or not they actually decide to field them and deploy them or not. On the flip side, though, Cash, we've got a lot of questions now coming out, not only about the southern border, but also about the legal immigration process, the people that we've led into this country because we dropped extreme vetting. You've got other people out there, other Republicans saying that we shouldn't do extreme vetting, that we shouldn't do a travel ban. Cash, walk us through how it was that that President Trump used these dual policies, extreme vetting of anyone who comes into this country in a full terror travel ban on countries that are known to be rife with organizations like Hamas, Hezbollah and others, and then just an absolute lock on the southern border. How did he use these policies in tandem to keep Americans here at home safe? And what are the threats that we face now in the homeland? Yeah, look, President Trump's approach was pretty simple. And the media lambasted him for using terms like extreme vetting. I I bet you they're begging for that to come back. And it's never going to happen unless President Trump's back in the Oval Office. And what we meant by that was we use all of our tools in the government toolkit. DHS, FBI, intelligence community, DOD. I remember as chief of staff at DOD forcing the Defense Department to reorient Defense Department assets to go after the drug cartels because they were tier one priority for President Trump. All of this is interrelated. Everything that's happening in Iran and the CCP and Russia and the push with Hezbollah and Hamas and the war in Israel is related directly to what they're doing at our southern border. Because we have let them alone, because we have not been vetting individuals and organizations, because we have said under Joe Biden, the priority is not the securitization of our national security, but to make sure we look good in the mainstream media's headlines, these global players are smart enough to go, wait a second, we have an opening here. Let's slowly start seeding terrorists and criminals into the United States through the mass migration at the southern border, 250,000 people a month, and let's set them into the United States and we'll use them at a time in the future when is appropriate and most advantageous to us. And so that leads us to where I think the biggest failure has occurred, and that is that Joe Biden and Mayorkas just finally admitted what we all know has happened, that at least two dozen known terrorist affiliates illegally crossed the southern border after they were contacted, came into contact with U.S. authorities and were let go. That is the opposite of extreme vetting. And today they admitted they don't know where those known terrorist affiliates are. And mind you, they've only admitted it's two dozen. 
don't you think the number's a little more when 250,000 illegals cross a month? And the problem isn't the imminent attack tomorrow. The problem is the long-term attack that these terrorist and criminal organizations have in play and are well-funded by the CCP, Iran, Russia, and other players around the world. And then people are gonna say, oh, we're so surprised um, that we have another tragic criminal terrorist incident in domestic America. And they shouldn't be, unfortunately. And I hope that tragic reality never comes to fruition. I hope I'm wrong and they don't ever do anything. But when you have the numbers coming in that we do, when you have the drug trade and the CCP pouring in fentanyl to kill our kids and our youth, and when you have the cartels killing everybody else and doing the human trafficking in record numbers, and when you have terrorists coming in, none of that is a coincidence. They have gamed this out because they have a mutual assured um, destruction plan for the United States of America, and it is being revealed on Joe Biden's watch. So how do we go forward? It's simple. We have to send all of these people back, as President Trump said, in the biggest mass deportation in United States history. That's the only way to re reverse four years of abject failure on the border. We have to tariff China. We have to go back out and kill any terrorist, Iran and Al-Qaeda and ISIS and anyone else in Hamas and Hezbollah have allowed to grow these last four years. It is going to be a rough year from now until the next election cycle. But people are going to see every day, thanks to your great show, the um, calamity that is the Biden administration and the monumental success that was Donald Trump. And that could be yet again, if people vote for America this time, instead of vote for the lies from the radical left. You know, Cash, it's so interesting too, because you really see the power of mainstream media in, in all of this. Because when I hear people like, like Barry Weiss, and, and fine, you know what, thank you. Thank you for admitting it, Barry. I appreciate it. I do. And Chamath and others for, for admitting these things and saying, you know, I used to hate that Trump and I used to, you know, I used to hate everything about him and I heard he was like this and I heard he was like that. And so I used to hate him and despise him and despise everything he stood for. And then they actually, it's, it's, it's the power of the media that gets turned off. And so what's really interesting to me here is, look, do I expect the left and the never Trumpers to ever connect, by the way, connect their actions with the consequences of their actions that we're seeing now? No, of course not. Right. They will never act. They don't have the mental uh, they don't have the mental framework uh, nor the mental horsepower to ever actually do that or figure out that that's what led us to the situation we're in right now. But what I do think is interesting is. Do those, these folks ever wonder, because in, in some cases, these are very, very intelligent people. Do they ever wonder, yeah. you know what, maybe I trusted the New York Times a little bit too much. Maybe I was listening to the narrative that came out of CNN and the Washington Post and all of these other outlets that I thought were good, that I thought were truthful. And now suddenly that all of them are lying to me. And I can see this because we have the power of social media now and we can see through these lies. You've got Truth Social, you've got Getter, you've got X, uh, which is under Elon, who's at least being at least allowing uh, all sides to post on there. Do you wonder, though, are any of them going to start realizing that it actually is the the lies of the mainstream media and this idea, you know, President Trump, one of the most powerful things, powerful achievements he ever had in office wasn't just the defeat of ISIS, but also naming and labeling the mainstream media for what it is, the discredited <clears throat> enemy of the American 
people. Cass, do you think people are, are some of these people, the ones I'm talking about, like your, I don't know, call them your, your Joe Rogan voter, right? Are the Joe Rogan yeah. voters tr starting to kind of wake up to this? Yes, I 100% do. And one of the biggest themes in my book, Government Gangsters, is there are no government gangsters without the criminal co-conspirators in the mainstream media. And you correctly highlighted what Donald Trump did. As much as he destroyed and drained the swamp, he probably 10x that to the mainstream media, which is why you're seeing the vengeance cycle pay out the way it is, not just in the two-tier system of justice. And these criminal conspirators in the media are the ones that have lied to the very people you're talking about. And I agree. I look, I think I've been in 10 states in the last two weeks on, on the Government Gangsters book tour, and I'm going to keep going because the point of the book is what you're saying is to educate Americans on why and where they were lied to from Russiagate on to the 51 Intel letter and everything in between. But more importantly, what the 27 programs are working on beyond that to kneecap Donald Trump in the 2024 presidential election. And what I tell people from Iowa to California, New York to Florida is simple. Our folks have to educate their communities. It is on us, not Donald Trump to go out there. It's on us to go do it. And it's not the I told you so moment. It's our job to give them the information and tell them to stop watching mainstream media and start listening to human events and POZO and Real America's Voice and say, look, here's the truth from last time. Here's the truth from this time. And when you get set up yet again by CNN going in the future, now you know where to look for the truth. And I think and I believe and I'm seeing it when I go around the country, as you do, that people are starting to migrate off those big platforms, those big criminal conspirators who have lied and rigged presidential elections. And they're coming over to us. And our job is not to alienate them and not to say, oh, you know, you should have listened to us and the country would have been so much better. No, that's not the message. The message is we've got to bring them on and continue to educate them and let them go back out to the communities and educate other people. That is how you win an election in such big fashion that any of these election security issues do not even rise to the day because Donald Trump's policies that have protected us um, by putting America first are what America wants. It's simply that we, we have to win above. We have to win bigger than the margin of fraud. I've called it the margin of fraud. Exactly. Look, they can get three percent. They can get four percent, maybe five percent in certain areas of certain states, but they can't get more than that. Trump's margin of victory has to be bigger than the margin of fraud. And oh, by the way, larger than the margin of RFK. I want to bring uh, cash back for one more segment. When I'm working long hours, I'm always listening to Human Events with Jack Posobiec. All right, Jack Pacific back live, Human Events Daily. We're having a full discussion here with Cash Patel, and we've, we've gone through the situation of how we came to here. But Cash, let's, let's, let's dial it up a little bit because, you know, I got a lot of heat for a couple of months ago, and then, and then last week when I brought it around again for making this, this pre-creation video of Joe Biden coming out, addressing the nation and saying, well, we've got problems with our military recruitment, but also we're facing a two front global conflict. And so we're going to have to be invoking the Selective Service Act. Uh, anyone who turns 20 uh, years old within calendar year 2023 will be drafted because we need to face these threats of Russia and Ukraine and the new ground operation in Iran. So we're going to go forward. And of course, I took a ton of heat for that again. And I said, you know what, though? 
first of all, the global warming people do that stuff all the time when they tell you that New York's going to be flooded and the polar bears are all dying on TV and everything, when it's all a lie. And they do that all the time. Nobody has a problem when the climate change people do it. But when POSO does it, oh, suddenly it's the worst thing in the world. And very irresponsible because it always goes viral when we do it. Um, but, but Cash, look, let's, let's be serious here for a second. I've talked about the fact that all of these things, look, we're already seeing, we're already seeing the probing attacks being done on U.S. bases in Syria and Iraq right now. These drones, kamikaze drones are attacking them. Our U.S. Our US fleet um, had Houthi rockets that were shot past it, strafing it. Uh, the Aegis, um, the Arleigh Burke destroyer down there uh, in, in, off the coast of Yemen was able to take them out. And okay, we know that we can conduct um, we conduct those type of operations. We can shoot down a missile. We can shoot down a you know a cruise missile or a rocket, something like that. But what but we're really talking about here is swarm attacks and swarm tactics or the hypersonics out of Russia. Cash, give us a couple of minutes on what could happen if our adversaries actually decide to just go ahead and push the button. They will hit us, and that's the sad reality. And I talk about this. It's. What, what people want right now is this government overcorrection to somehow reconcile the Biden administration's two and a half years of failure, along with the mainstream media, for forcing it on them, um, and say, okay, no, we can fix it. If we just you know write another $300 billion check to the Israelis and give a bunch more money to the Ukrainians, Ukrainians and then say, oh, we're going to give $10 billion to the southern border finally. It doesn't matter because you can't make up for two and a half years of failures in one year, in one, and now that it's an election cycle, all they're going to do is print money to satisfy their overlords in the defense industrial complex and lobbyist industry and get headlines that say, look, Joe Biden gave $300 billion, but um, we still failed, and that's Donald Trump's fault. Somehow it will always come back to being Trump's fault for Biden's cataclysmic failures. And my, you know, the thing that keeps me up is that one of these missions that Iran and the CCP and Russia have joined forces on to come together with the cartels is going to come to fruition. It's going to hit. It's going to penetrate our border. And more so uh, than how the CCP is doing with fentanyl, more so than the drug cartels are doing with their products, and more so than the human traffickers are doing by taking um, so many devastating attempts against By humanity. the way. Yeah. I'll just I'll just throw out there right now, and you know I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm just going to say what everybody I think is thinking. Do we really expect that all of these energy stations that are being hit, these oil refineries that just suddenly catch fire and explode, all of these different infrastructure things that keep happening directly tied to our energy grid all around the country are not the are not the work of one of these sabotage forces from one of America's adversaries? Are we really uh, uh, meatpacking plants that keep going down all over the place? Do, are we really supposed to think that none of this is connected and it's not our adversaries messing with us? Because guess what? This is exactly how we mess with our adversaries in their backfield. But you, you don't believe me? Go ask the guys who used to run. Go ask the operator of Nord Stream 2 about that. Go ask him how, how his uh, oil pipeline is working out right now. No, you're right. It's not a coincidence. There are no coincidences in our government, and there certainly aren't any coincidences. Are, are accelerating. The coincidences yeah. are accelerating. It's not second things that people aren't paying attention to, like the transponder hits, right? When they start hitting our electric grid, you'll see how fast America goes down. That thing hasn't been upgraded in decades, and that's not a classified secret. That's just public information, but nobody wants to talk about those things, except, do you know who's running cyber ops against us? Russia, Iran, and the CCP. 
and they're doing it now together instead of single-handedly. So they have metastasized their efforts and exponentially um, advanced their capabilities against their number one enemy, the United States of America. And we, everyday Americans, are paying for it. And what are you seeing is demonstrations in the streets of America that are actually celebrating the people that are bringing us harm, and they're going to continue to bring us further harm in the next year. And that's my fear. And Americans have got to wake up and got to get their news from better places and have got to get the message out. Because what I told people, or I think I was just in Machine Shed in, um, in Iowa, I said, listen, if we don't win next year, it's not Donald Trump's fault. It's your fault. You have to get up and be a part of this movement. You have to stop these mobs in downtown LA who want pro-Hamas and Palestinian movements to take over rather than going out there and safeguarding our communities and our children. You have to want Americans to serve in government that aren't corrupted by these organizations, by Russia, by the CCP, by Iran. Now I know we were talking about you know these shows offline that are crazy fictional shows, but some of them are sadly coming to reality when you have Iranian pro-Iranian regime uh, proponents in the United States administration, Robert Malley, you know, and others. And like I said, we didn't have time to get into it today, but that op-ed's dropping tomorrow, naming names. Um, and that's the whole point of it. We have to highlight. Cash, we're, we're just about out of time. Where can people go to get to get your op-ed so that they can see when it drops? It's easy. Truth Social. It's the only place I live at Cash, at KSH on Truth Social. And please, please buy the book. The Biden administration spent 10 months blockading. It's not a coincidence. It's a bestseller since President Trump launched it on Truth Social. And I appreciate your support at governmentgangsters.com. The tour continues. And Jack, I wish we had 10 more programs like yours, because then I think winning the next election would be in the bank. But I guess we're just going to have to do the work till then. We'll have to do the work till then. By the way, Cash, you know, we run op-eds over at humanevents.com. I'd be, I'd be a bad editor that. if I, I didn't, uh, no, I, you know, didn't, I didn't, didn't know pitch that. you, man. Hit me up. Hit you're me up. The, we'll get you in the there. next one. I'm making a deal with you right, on we'll live get the TV. Next one. Boom. That's what you do, folks. You got to put always be closing, folks. Always be closing. That's how it works. But look, let me explain. Yeah, very, very high-level stuff. Humanevents.com. That's how we run it. Very, very high-level. But, folks, here's the situation. The coincidences are accelerating. We can see these problems happening in the American home field. We can see them happening here. And by the way, a lot of, that, a lot of this is the crisis of competency that we're running through. But what about the percentage that it isn't? What about the fact that America's door is wide open? Our back door is wide open. No one is coming to save us. We are the adults, so it's time to act like it.